0: Hey everyone, it's Josh and Molly from Peanuts Gallery, and you may notice we sound great.
1: That is because every episode of Peanuts Gallery from now on, including ones in the past, have been blandished by our friend Ken Plume of a site called fred.com slash Ken
0: Plume. Home of his long-running podcast, A Bit of a Chat, which Molly and I have both been guests on, and it's a good time.
1: We'll link to our episodes in the show description. Check them out.
0: Hooray! Blandishment! This episode of Peanuts Gallery is brought to you by PTA Meeting in a Can. PTA Meeting in a Can, because you have no mouths, but you must hash out this semester's bake sale.
1: (laughs) Once I have written a theme song, it will go here. This is Peanuts Gallery. I'm Molly Lewis. And I'm
0: Josh A. Kagan.
1: And uh, today we are talking about 1971's Play It Again, Charlie Brown, which aired on... I don't know what network, um, March 28th. I, th-
0: I think CBS was CBS the home probably. of these for a very long time. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. We s- correct. It's <laughs> Correct. I am special. Uh, <laughs> we have Ms. Angela Weber uh, from The Double Clicks, co-creator of Caddy Bees, host and creator of Gosh Darn Fiasco. Uh You started your own label.
2: Yeah, I do everything. You do everything. And I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me I'm here, And on the we're <laughs>
0: long long delighted to have you here. So as Molly said, this episode dropped in 1971. It is the first Peanuts special of the 1970s. Mm-hmm. My theory is they were fat with a boy named Charlie Brown money and accolades and just wit. All of the – Schultz, Melendez, everybody went on a two-year bender. <laughs> just like, this is great. We're the king of the – keep drawing those things. Sparky, we're going to go out in the town, hang out at Whiskey and Coco. We're doing this. We're living it in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> and then somebody from the network just called them and were like, hey uh, – It's been like three years since you've done a special. You want to do another one of those? And they all went, oh, fuck. (laughs) Let's quick Something. And we get played again, Charlie Brown.
2: 20 minutes of Beethoven. (laughs) 10 minutes of plot.
0: And cans, cans, cans. Synopsis. A terrible girl loves a terrible boy who does not love her back because... He is terrible and she is terrible. (laughs) She gives him an opportunity to play his music in front of a live audience. He's a dipshit. Also, some things are in cans and a girl is angry at a jump rope. Again. And a girl is angry at a jump rope. And everything else in the whole stupid world.
1: It is a junk rope. It's, it is a junk rope. It's a junk rope. junky jump rope. It is. <laughs>
0: this is... A, my first note uh, was, oh, good, Schroeder. Uh, for those who have listened to the show, uh, in a world populated with terrible children, Schroeder is the absolute worst.
1: He is. He, he's... I mean, and in that way he and Lucy I think
0: are meant for each other because they're both just <laughs> terrible. They're the worst. It's not really opposites attract. This is a case of opposites repel.
1: One's a positive and one's a negative magnet and they're just kind of locked together whether oh, they like it or not.
0: Awful, awful and they they dance this dance throughout the entire episode and it is it is exhausting. Uh Angela, uh you uh, mentioned beforehand That you hadn't seen a ton of Charlie Brown specials. No.
2: I I think I read comics, so I kind of knew who the characters are and stuff like that. But
0: what were your expectations going into this? Like, Uh, what did you think you were going to see?
2: I thought, I guess, I thought it would uh, it would be just sort of like a episode of a kids show where something simple (laughs) happened and there's resolution, and then that's a fair assumption. Yeah, like it could be, but uh, that's not what happened. (laughs) I thought it was a fascinating view at the the feminine responsibility of like Lucy trying to do what she thinks she's supposed to do. And then the world rejecting that as a plausible goal.
0: The thing that she's supposed to do is yeah. to be to, to betrothed, like, Mar- yeah.
2: wed a powerful man. I guess
0: is, is this just a really <laughs> weird powerful?
2: I think that he is perceived as that because he's a musician, mm. and like she's like, well, I will. I will find a man that will be part of this power couple with me.
1: Well, he does. That does raise an interesting question. Like, are there any other boys or or, or girls, in fact, in the Peanuts town who have like a marketable skill? Yeah, he's
2: got a kind of profession, or you know, he's got a thing that he does. Well, is.
0: Snoopy can fly airplanes.
2: That's true. So mm-hmm.
0: that will serve him well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Snoopy was also a grocery checkout guy at one point.
1: That's a uh, not canon yet, but it's true. <laughs> Probably in the strip. In the strip. Well, and and Peppermint Patty is from another town, but she seems to run shit in this episode, which is
0: amazing. Yeah, we'll get to that. But she's basically yeah. like Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. Absolutely. If there is a problem, yo, she'll solve it. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's start at the top. The first act of this is basically just an extended run of Lucy leaning on Schroeder's piano gags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, much beloved from the strip. Sure. Uh, and, uh, and then Schroeder playing the piano an awful lot.
2: Yeah. That was, I think, my my, I was trying to figure out if we were supposed to root for Schroeder or Lucy, and the more that the piano was played, the more I felt like, I'm bored. I feel like I'm on Lucy's side. (laughs) Like, it's in real time we watch Lucy become bored with him playing the piano.
0: (laughs) I mean, seriously, for the first, I would say, five minutes of this... Zero things happen to the point where, like, in the first 30 seconds of the episode, Snoopy walks in to see Schroeder playing piano, yawns, and falls asleep. Yeah. Like, if you're a child, is this, is this good? Is this a thing that you want to, like, Wow, we're really starting off with a bang. Yeah, we're gonna watch a dog yawn and fall asleep.
1: Let's establish our uh, our hero here is a boring piano player. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Nobody likes him because he's dull. Even the, the the woman who who loves him the most is bored by his piano playing. Anyway, back to our story.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, there is none. Well, then back to <laughs> back to Beethoven. Then, but Snoopy is eventually won over and is whisked away by the power of song, kind of like a cartoon character when it smells a pie. Yes. Uh, and that's, and then we're 15 minutes into the episode. Yeah. Uh, Snoopy floats out into the world, uh, immediately. I, and when I was joking at the beginning, uh, that they were all just hanging out at the Whiskey A Go Go somewhere between like 1969 and 1971, Vince Guaraldi went mod. Yeah. Like he, I can just picture him in a fringe vest and like Lennon granny glasses and like a longer comb over. Like the music is great. Yeah. It's real like Sweet Sweet Sweetback's badass song, wah guitar. Snoopy and Linus start dancing because what else can one do? Lucy enters into this world and because. You cannot express joy in this universe without somebody being mad. Yeah. Lucy's like, what the fuck are you doing? How dare you?
1: If you keep on hanging around with that stupid dog, Linus, you'll end up just as worthless as he is.
0: There's no dad. She's like the dad from, or she's like well, the John Lithgow from Fla- uh, Footloose.
1: Yes, but whatever child did the voice for Lucy in the special was clearly like, doing an impression of some terrible older lady from her past, yes. you know? Yes,
2: it sounds exactly like a child and my grandmother at the same time. Yeah. Lucy and Sally in this episode, because they're written like old women. Yeah, and she she just talks like, the
1: youth don't understand music anymore. Like, that's that's her voice. Yes, yeah. You'll be nothing. Do you hear me? You'll be nothing.
0: It's, uh, her name is Pamela Ferdin. She debuted as Lucy in A Boy Named Charlie Brown. Mm. Uh... She, uh, Oh, was... so she
1: did the whole slow motion machine. That was the same. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh,
0: and she, I'll say, she, she does the majority of talking in this episode. She's a great Lucy. I, you think so? I, I, I did, actually. I like, because I, I looked it up. Uh, she was like 11 or 12 when she did this. Yeah. And I liked that, that, uh, the one sort of thing that they did in the right direction throughout making these specials was, what if we got children who can put noun and verb together? Yeah. Um, as opposed to like, let's record them one word at a time. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I I thought she did fine. Uh, a fun bit of trivia: she went on to be the voice of Fern in Charlotte's Web. Oh, hey. Okay. Which I watched a million times as a kid. Lucy yells at the two of them for daring to have fun on her watch. Yeah. And then Linus says, "Just the most amazing thing."
2: Yeah, five hundred years from now. Who
1: know the difference? Which is a great
2: attitude,
0: actually. Yeah, it's, it's
2: like, <laughs> you're going to be a big loser if you dance with that dog. Well, we're all going to die. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> and then you can hear everybody in the blandishment, uh, blandishment department just go, Phew, just exhale. <laughs> hey, man, what if we're not even here? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Uh, uh, yeah. And, and, and Lucy has uh, no response to that except to go, oh, kids, I'm 67 years old in <laughs> a child's body. <laughs>
2: Youth never listens. I, I think it, it's demonstrated throughout this episode that I feel like Lucy is the only person who thinks that they still will grow up and have a future. Like everybody else is like, we're gonna be kids forever, and all of our parents are meat lumps. But Lucy's still <laughs> Lucy's still like trying to be like, we're gonna be adults. We have to try, you guys. You have to market your piano skills or you're just going to be in your house sitting on the floor playing piano <laughs> all that, the time.
0: That actually, that scans back to uh, the Lucy from a boy named Charlie Brown who's yeah. like, you're going to win this spelling bee and then, like, you know, I'm going to be your manager and then we're going to like go on the Jack Parr show or yeah. whatever she thought. Like, the we're going to go
1: on a spelling tour.
0: <laughs> yes. 52 cities. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> How do you spell Albuquerque? You do it. <laughs> dun, dun, that breaks my heart that reading of lucy is it that she thinks she's gonna grow up or is or does she think she has grown up
2: i i feel like she's she's in the beginning of these plans like i read her very much as she has ambition she has like the thing that she's supposed to do she she especially later she feel it feels very much like she's been raised by magazines like she knows she's supposed to be the wife of this important person and have these interesting things even though she has her own like goals as well and then she also like she finds out about sexy maid role play somewhere that comes up later and that, that comes it, up later it's just it's <laughs> like she's got this, these goals and she's got this plan of like what you need to do whereas other people are like whatever who's, who's around
0: which seem in direct opposition to her also being like the take charge, get things done person in this town. Yeah. Nominally the person who rules everything. Yeah. Uh, it almost feels like they're boxes that she's checking off in her head. It's not necessarily – to me, it's not necessarily even that she particularly loves Schroeder mm-hmm. as much as just like, well, I need somebody standing next to me. Yeah. That is the way.
2: I, it also feels just some of her phrasing feels like maybe she's from the future and she knows they have to get married. She's getting him ready for it. It's like a quantum leap scenario. Yeah. She was like, well, but we will eventually get married, just so you know. Like, this is going to happen. <laughs> like, you can hate it, but it doesn't matter. That's, I mean, whether or not that's
1: true, that is a great way to just kind of project confidence into things that you do in your real life. Yeah. Just, you
0: know, I'm just, from the future? Just,
1: yeah, just pretend like, no, I'm a time traveler and I'm just here to warn people that this is how it's going to go down. Yeah.
0: I want this to be a self-help book. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, you're okay and I'm from the future. <laughs> a fake time traveler's guide. How to, to
1: get- how to win friends and convince people you're from the future. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's talk more about this over dinner. Should we go out for food pills? Oh, forgot. Oh, wait. <laughs> You still eat food.
1: Oh, is that a microwave? That's adorable. (laughs) Can't believe you're still microwaving things.
0: Lucy, uh, having uh, told Linus and Snoopy what for, goes, ugh, kids, and goes, leans on Schroeder's piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we think at any moment, uh, the plot is going to kick in. It doesn't. <laughs> um, except for one thing that actually comes up later. Uh, you know, she, she soft talks. You got real pretty eyes and blah, blah, blah. And kind of all of the stuff that we kind of know and love from the strip. Then from out of nowhere, she says, do musicians make a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is possibly one of the worst questions you can ask an artist. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Of any stripe. Yeah. Like, do either of you have experience with people going like, a oh, musician, huh? You gonna make any money doing that? Like, certainly that was the first question when I was like, I'd like to be like a theater person or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. How's that gonna make money? Yeah. I don't know.
2: Especially, I'm eight.
0: Especially like my grandparents and stuff. And uh, and uh Schroeder then pounds his piano and yells, I don't care about money. I love art.
2: Do you hear me? On art. Ork, 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 ork,
0: ork, ork. Like a trained goddamn seal,
1: <laughs> like Tim Allen from Home Improvement, ork, 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 ork,
2: ork. Yeah. Wilson.
0: And then Lucy, and this is—I can't stress enough what a fucking drip she is. <laughs> yeah, I—he's awful. Lucy, I would say, girl, you're better than that. Yeah, she's not. Well,
1: yeah, and this is the thing I was trying to decide—is Lucy seems off model to me. But I think it's because she's playing off of Schroeder, who is the fucking worst. And normally it's Lucy's job to be the fucking worst. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, she's she's off for pins because, in you know, specifically in this, she's always had a thing for Schroeder, but this is the episode where she's really going for it. (sighs) And I think Lucy, 99% of the time, gets her way.
1: Yeah.
0: And in this one case, she doesn't, and it is driving her crazy. Uh, Angela and I were talking about this earlier today, almost a Kermit Piggy dynamic. Yeah
2: strong picky vibes here yeah it's it's definitely like like the i can't have what i want and that's like it's like realistic to me like this whole (laughs) episode is like so like real (laughs) because she's just like this person doesn't like me and i can't change it but i've never had to deal with a problem that i can't solve by just working through it yeah
1: oh because i know josh and i were talking about like i wouldn't watch you're in love charlie brown again Mm because it was awful But it is also a story of, like, you know, Charlie Brown going, I am really into this person, I don't know how to express it, and why can't I just, why isn't this working? Mm -hmm. But Charlie Brown defaults to, like, well, I'm a sack of garbage who can't do anything right. And Lucy's like, well, this thing that I try is going to work, that didn't work, well, then this next thing, surely, like... Yeah. You know, she's not, like, failure is not really a, a state she has encountered or accepts as a possibility.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Which gives us something we've been talking about uh, beforehand, that this episode is nigh incoherent. Uh, but I will say this, it's got an active lead character.
1: It absolutely like, it does. Like, we
0: absolutely know what Lucy wants from the first second of the episode, and she tries a million different ways to get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, we knew what she wanted before, I think, the episode <laughs> right. started. But, but still. Yeah.
0: Um Oh, a little thing we forgot to mention Uh In Lucy's first act efforts to woo Schroeder She walks in and says Hey, I know something you don't
2: Oh yeah, it's right here yeah.
0: yeah, what? And then she pulls out an aerosol can Sprays it into the air And Beethoven's Ninth comes out And she's just like Beethoven now comes in spray cans Beethoven comes in cans now, motherfucker From the future, that's how we do it. This is what I'm saying.
2: She has all of this knowledge and all of these (laughs) talents, like, she could be monetizing this weird spray can future she has, but instead, she's focusing on this man she doesn't
0: need. Uh, with the exception of Snoopy, it's very rare that we see super cartoon logic come into these. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask about
2: that, but doesn't seem within the universe here.
0: It works in the it's again like so many things. It's directly from the strip. I looked it up last night. It's just, it's a Sunday comic too. So it's like eight panels of Schroeder playing the piano. And then Lucy's like, Hey, look, I got a can of music. Mm -hmm. And then you go on with your week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're ready to take on the world.
0: I guess. And
1: what happens when you spray canned Beethoven onto somebody? Like they never really explore that. They're just huffing straight Beethoven out of the can.
0: We do have to, we do have to maybe, uh, and this comes up at the end of the episode as well. We do have to maybe address the issue that Nothing's coming out of those cans, and Lucy just spends a lot of time huffing from cans and And, hearing things.
1: And this was 1971, so CFCs were still like a thing, so she's just like, here, let me just tear a hole in the ozone layer and make my point.
0: Strangely enough, uh, telling somebody that he's been replaced by an aerosol can does not win him over. No, not so much. Uh, You make a
1: lot of money, your profession is in a can now. Anyway, let's get married.
0: Then Frida... Uh, she of the naturally curly hair mm-hmm. walks in. Shorter, oh, Shorter plays piano for another 72 hours. Oh, that's right. Frida walks in, takes the Lucy position on the piano. And I don't know what her game is here.
2: She's nagging him. Yeah.
0: Is she, is she like, but it starts off as she's like, Hey, I just want you to know that I think Lucy's a real jerk.
2: It's, it's like, I don't care what everybody else says. I think you're pretty. Yeah. That's, but she's like, I don't care what Lucy says. I think piano is interesting, except I actually don't. No, that's
0: the <laughs> weird part.
2: <laughs> yeah, she goes
1: like, Hey, so like Lucy's saying that you got a big problem and I don't. And I don't let that get you down, but really, what is your problem? Yeah.
0: <laughs> a thing that I've wanted to ask Schroeder myself.
1: Yeah. What is your problem? What is his problem?
0: And then Lucy wanders in because we live in a universe with no doors I, and no yeah. locks. If
1: there's one thing I could wish for Schroeder, it's that he could lock his front door, but it's just never going <laughs> to yeah. happen for him. He
2: just wants to be away from the world and nobody can accept that that's something that somebody wants. Yeah. Is Is Lucy
0: cred-checking Frida?
2: I, maybe?
0: What are you doing here, kid? I don't know. I just want to hear music. Yeah. You like Beethoven? Well, how many of his sonatas can you name?
2: I think it's either that or like Frida comes in and tries to like start a rivalry with Lucy and then they both realize they have more in common than they do with Schroeder. Yeah. It's like, actually, this guy's an idiot. Let's just. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: Let's just just... use him for his music. Yeah. Stare into space and talk about literally anything else. Except Frida doesn't know what Beethoven is.
2: Yeah, what an just- idiot. Fake piano.
0: Fake piano. <laughs> Fake composer girl. <laughs> yeah. Boo! Which, of course, causes Schroeder to pull his piano away and walk away, and they both bang their heads on the floor. It, it begs the question, why doesn't Schroeder just lock himself in a room?
2: Yeah, well, that is the question. Thank I think. you. I, well, because, like, does he want the attention? And he just wants to be able to reject it, because he's like a, a, megalo- a like. He needs.
0: Yeah, yes. he's he is simultaneously uh, like like Jimmy from I Accuse My Parents. He is simultaneously mm-hmm. like pulling people towards him while pushing them away at the same time.
2: Yeah, he's groovy college dude who just plays guitar on the quad all the time. Oh. He's like, oh, don't interrupt me. I'm very exciting, but I am doing this in public. So,
0: <laughs> so here's know. another John Mayer song. Yes, <laughs> he Schroeder will be the worst teenager. Schroeder will be the. I'm glad he's never going to grow up.
2: Yeah. I'm happy the accident happened. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about money? This is art. This is great music I'm playing. And playing great music
0: is an art. Because this has all been way too exciting, mm-hmm. uh, we need a break. So Sally jumps rope. It tangles up. Linus walks in. And even though Linus and Sally's relationship... Linus doesn't care for Sally, but cares enough to be like, what's wrong? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm mad at everything.
1: He doesn't hold any rivalries. It's not his jam.
0: It's not really a rivalry, but it does gross him out when she's like, oh, my sure. sweet bad But like, he
1: doesn't, he assumes the best of people, generally.
0: He assumes the best of people, and he also sees a situation where he can butt his stupid nose and blanket into. Yep. Like, oh, it sounds like somebody's having a problem somewhere. Let me see if I can't help. Yo, no,
1: I will solve it. <laughs> I'm mad at everything. Are you mad at the sky and the stars? Are you mad at the ground? Are you mad at all the rocks? Are you mad at the cars and buildings and TV and circuses and roller skates and
0: bracelets? It reminds me, this interaction reminds me of interactions I've seen on the internet where somebody makes a declarative statement Mm -hmm. and then somebody else just spends the better part of a day trying to pick it apart.
2: I hate men.
0: Well, what about Santa Claus? No,
2: I, I just let me hate men. Let me <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> what about Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I'm, b- I'm mad. Something bad happened. Your just dad, be angry. Uncle I just, Joe. I just, I just want to be mad. <laughs> and that's it. All Sally wants to be is mad. And Linus lists off everything under fucking God's firmament. What, all about the, the f- rocks. All the every single one of them. Stalagmites and stalactites. <laughs> and but Sally? Doesn't tell him to bug off. She's just like, yes, I hate those. And I hate those, too. And I hate that. And you didn't ask me if I hate jump ropes. Yeah. Like, how about jump ropes? I hate jump ropes. I'm especially mad at stupid jump ropes. I
2: especially hate jump ropes. (laughs) She has a very cute voice. I like her voice a lot. Do you not? She's not good at it. I
1: liked her better than I liked the Lucy casting. Because, like, Lucy was too emotive. I, I generally think of Lucy as pretty deadpan. And this Lucy was very expressive, which is not a bad thing, but it doesn't seem like a Lucy thing.
0: Oh, I didn't mind it. I liked, I, because she has to do the majority of the heavy lifting in the episode, it helped that she ventured out of the Peanuts monotone.
1: Yeah. There's just kind of a wistfulness that I don't associate with Lucy generally.
0: Yeah. Although applicable to this episode, because this is like, this is the episode where Lucy is longing for something, as opposed to like, I'm in charge and I'm going to punch you And in the certainly
1: face. Schroeder's not going to do any of that character lifting.
0: He is the worst. He's he the worst. I hate her so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Lucy walks in uh, to this scintillating jump rope. Oh, the other thing that I noticed is that uh, I, I guess that she, uh, Sally has inherited uh, her big brother's incompetence at everything. Because mm-hmm. she attempts to jump rope and somehow it ends up in a giant tangle, uh, which looks exactly like the tangle of hair on the top of her head.
1: Aww. Yep. Uh, made a little self-portrait.
0: Yes, exactly. She's created. Everyone's a creator in this universe. (laughs) Lucy walks in and is just like, God damn it, Schroeder, I can't do anything about it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, uh, Sally offers, uh, one, one of many characters to offer completely useless advice in this Mm -hmm. episode and says something that really grossed me out. Mm Uh, which is, which was something that she was like, I need Schroeder to notice me. And she says something along the lines of, like, well, you know what you need to do? You need to flatter him.
2: They really like to be flattered.
0: They They really really seem seem to need need it. it. And speaking as an older man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's, like, actually a joke written into the show that I was like, okay. okay. Yeah. It made me laugh because I hate men.
0: It's true. Wait. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., <laughs> Santa
2: Claus. <laughs> All of them.
0: All of them. Fair
2: enough. Uh, but it was, to me, I was just like, okay, that's a weird thing for a kid to say. It is I a see super it's a weird
0: thing to say. Oh, <laughs> well, it's a super weird thing for a kid to say. And it's a little dig at like male vanity and older male vanity. I'm yeah. sure I don't think anybody who worked on this show, uh, was under the age of, you know, 45 at this point. So yeah. maybe even poking a little fun at themselves. Yeah. Uh, It it doesn't make any sense why she would take love advice from Sally, who has a not dissimilar hate-love relationship with Linus that has never taken. And one of the weirder turnarounds in this episode, Sally's like, Wow, I hate this, I hate that, I hate everything, but I love you. (laughs) At which point Linus is like, Oh, right. Every interaction I have with her ends up like this, and I hate it.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe you're right. (laughs)
0: so Lucy's like oh perfect I know what I'll do I'll go lean on his piano and bother him which is like she goes like three different times people give her advice and she's like you're right that's exactly what I'll do I'll go lean on his piano it's working so well it's killing it up until this point she leans on his piano and she's like you're attractive and he's like I don't care keeps playing she's like I'm gonna hug you and he's just tunes her out dead to the world it is Really weird to see Lucy off her game, like yeah. A, a, and we, you know, we've already talked about this a lot, but it really does feel like she is the Charlie Brown character in this episode.
1: Oh, absolutely. And Charlie Brown is just like kind of background noise. He's like the Shermie, basically.
0: Yeah. He at the point where he shows up in the episode, you kind of go like, "Oh, the title character. Nice to see you, Charlie. Glad you could make it." <laughs> She rattles off her dating profile. She's like, here's the thing about me, Schroeder. And maybe you haven't figured it out up until this point. I'm terrific. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? What do you
1: think? Yeah. Gonna drop that quote. I guess I'm the kind of person who is kind of hard to get to know. My personality doesn't lie right on the surface. The real me is deep. But I'm well worth all the time it takes to understand me.
2: Is to love
0: me. Yes. There it was. To know me is to love me. And Schroeder's response is, "No, oh, gross. <laughs> Just like, it's so terrible. So, of course, Lucy, at the end of her rope, goes to advice from Charlie Brown. So she basically says, Charlie Brown, I need your advice. And then doesn't let him get a word in edgewise. Mm-hmm. And this is every conversation that I have ever had with somebody whether it's me complaining about my love life before I was married or them complaining about their love life. Because conversations like this, you don't care what the other person is no, saying. No, you're
2: in therapy. You're processing it. You loud. are
0: processing. And Charlie Brown is just sort of like, I, I, but, and Lucy's like, oh, yeah, all right. So I know what I should do. I should, I think what she comes out of it with is like, Oh, I think I should be more, is this where she's, I think I should be more reserved. Like, I think that's what she's like. Oh, maybe I need to play it a little closer to the chest. I agree. Yeah. Me, and yeah. Charlie Brown's like, sure, I guess. And you can almost hear the Ron Howard voice be like, but Lucy didn't play it close <laughs> to the chest.
2: <laughs> she gets her a feather duster.
0: Talk about the feather duster, Angela. This I, was, I think this was the first thing you, after you watched the episode, you texted me and you were like, Was this meant for children?
2: It's so weird. She gets her feather duster. She's like, well, when we're married, let me tell you about the outfit I'm going to wear when I'm pretending to clean your piano when I get home from work or whatever. It's not exactly that, but that's what it is. She's been reading Cosmo, and she's like, this will be the thing. Yeah. Does she say she's going to wear an outfit? No. She she says she'll have a coy look on her face, which was enough for me to (laughs) be very uncomfortable. (laughs) To to vomit for the rest of your life.
0: I'm going to walk in. I'm going to dust the piano. Mind you, again, this is Lucy playing it cool. Yeah. I'm going to dust your piano. I'm going to dust your keys, mm-hmm. which is like the feather duster gets in like dangerous bathing suit area territory. Yeah. And then when you think I'm done, kitschy, kitschy, kitschy. Yeah. And like twaddles his nose with the feather duster. What the f- It's Cosmo. It must. She must be reading Cosmo.
2: Yes, she's been raised by magazines to know to create her goals for life, and she's like, "Well, this will be the thing that works, the one trick to make your man stop playing piano and pay attention to you."
0: (laughs) (laughs) A very specific issue of Cosmo. This one weird trick. Um, And then she's then she's Schroeder. At which point, once he gets his nose twaddled, he's just like, "I am the fuck out of here." Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, Schroeder. Walking away is always an option.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in his house, so he would have to kick her out, which I don't think you can overpower a Lucy. Yeah. I think that's the that's where he's stuck.
0: So he goes away. Snoopy weasels his way in. Mm-hmm. Lucy then, I mean, it's there's a lot. So considering that she's already just like talked about this maid role play that she's going to do. Yeah. That doesn't work. She doesn't notice that he's walked away. And then we let's just drop this in. She does this weird, flirty, laughy voice.
1: You know, Schroeder, if you ever wanted to
2: lean over and kiss me, good. I wouldn't mind.
0: She's melting down. Yeah, like her CPU is is help. melting this is out directly
2: after she says the phrase, "You don't like me, do you?" And then she just breaks.
0: Yeah, you don't like me, do you? And Schroeder's like. No. no, I do not. No, I do and she not. just,
2: like, she fails the Turing test is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's kiss, then. We get, we'll get married and make out. I so mean, you don't like me.
0: definitely <laughs> when I was terrible at talking to people, which goes to this day, but, like, when I was, like, trying to date or woo ladies back, I, I definitely would do a lot of, like, well, I mean, this is, like, me in high school and my 20s. Uh, I'd be like, well, I know I'm really terrible, Yeah. but, and people would be like, yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with you. Take care. It's like, oh, uh, you see what I was expecting that like yelling after them. (laughs) I thought that maybe you would say I wasn't terrible. And then. (laughs) I I do appreciate
2: here that they're communicating like as opposed to Charlie Brown being like, oh, I don't know how to tell her that I like her. Lucy's like, I like you. Do you like me? No. Okay, well, we've got that on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, neither of us are acting on our feelings. Yeah. By the yeah. way, the plot of this still hasn't started. Which oh is no. Amazing. No.
0: That and the plot just being up until this point, Lucy likes Schroeder.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, but then okay, then we get into the Snoopy. Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh Snoopy because you uh because the one thing in the canon of the specials that they they decide they have to keep going is Snoopy kisses Lucy and Lucy goes, ah, dog, dog germs, germs. wah.
1: Yeah, the people have spoken and they demand more dog More terms.
2: dog germ jokes. It's relatable as a dog owner, I guess. I don't know.
0: I no, I actually, my feelings are a little hurt when Banjo doesn't lick my nose. Yeah. Like, I'll put it right there, and sometimes it'd be like, fine, lick. And I'll be like, that was just in his butt. Why am I not disgusted? <laughs> and if he turns me down, I'm just sort of like, oh.
2: The parasites in your brain that have trained I? you.
0: The toxoplasmosis? Toxoplas-
2: to love the Schroeder that is your dog. <laughs>
0: When he does not love you back. That is, that will be the follow-up to You're Okay and I'm a Time Traveler from the future. <laughs> How to love the Schroeder and your dog when he does not love you back.
1: Um, one weird trick. One weird, this one weird trick. Get a feather and duster. A very
0: close-up picture of a feather duster. <laughs>
1: well, Just kitschy kitschy on your dog's nose.
0: <laughs> and Angela pointed out when we were watching the episode, and this happens every time, Uh Snoopy kisses Lucy under false pretenses. She's like, black. And then he's like, Hmm. I'm mad. I'm angry. <laughs> I
2: thought this would turn out great. Tricking people never works to my <laughs> advantage. What's going on? But that's realistic, I guess. I guess. You've
1: like, got to hope that they're like, you know, uh, unseen by us. There are people like, someone goes to the convenience store and Snoopy gives them a smooch and they're like, oh, what up? It's Snoopy. Like, yeah, you have to think this works out for him sometimes. Or sure. why would he keep attempting it?
0: I think he's mad because he's like, he feels like slighted. Like my germs are fine. Yeah. They're just as gross as your germs.
1: Yeah. You don't know where Schroeder's been. Exactly. That's Oh gosh, so true. Yeah, so she
2: gets un un whatever, she gets kissed by Snoopy and then just immediately goes and takes advice from Snoopy about kissing people.
0: This is this, this is, is so a runner in this universe because there are only 8 people. Mhm. That means that the people that you were denigrating in 17 seconds ago are now like but I really need your help. Yeah. But she goes and sits at her own psychiatrist booth. Yes. And I was kind of hoping that she was going to, like, run back and forth. Oh, that'd be so cute. <laughs> that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, but instead, Snoopy sits there and puts on what I assume are a simulacrum of Sigmund Freud glasses. Yeah. That's, they were
1: very Mr. Peabody, right? which I appreciated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see that.
0: Yeah. And then he leans back and looks dis- disinterested while you talk, which is, again— Straight up pet behavior. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will be like, yeah, Banjo, I don't know what I'm going to do about my hair. And he's just sort of like, yeah, sure, I guess. Food? <laughs> <laughs> Snoopy then gives terrible advice. Yeah. Which is, uh, through pantomime, what you should do is give him a great big kiss. Give him a big yeah. old dip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. King what of- I'm trying to tell you is I don't know if you... Uh, yeah, give a big old dip and yeah. kiss. And Lucy's like, what's that? What should I do? What should I do, Lassie? Yeah. I should... Give him a kiss, whether he wants it or not. The
2: king of consent has
0: given me <laughs> a great idea. Uh, because I just loved that thirty seconds ago yeah, when you perfect. did it to me. Perfect
2: this is going to be great. This is the same scene in which she says, "If the girls and women, this is, lip, is it. Yes, this, if the girls and women's lib knew how I threw myself at that man, they'd revoke my lifetime membership. If the girls and women's lib ever found out how I threw myself at that man." They take away my life membership. What? What? How many things are happening in her life? Where is women's lib when this is happening?
0: <laughs> so women's lib is happening.
2: And they have membership cards.
0: <laughs> Lifetime. Yeah. Life membership. Yeah. So Lucy considers herself a feminist. And yeah. that, that absolutely tracks to the strip. Uh-huh. Yeah. She talked a lot about women's lib and uh, would big up, like, female writers. She talked a lot about Rachel Carson, the environmentalist. That's um awesome. Uh, silent spring uh so she was you know she was worried about this stuff for a very long time Mm. and i definitely have had times in my life where what my heart was doing ran counter to my personal philosophies
2: yeah i i think i think that's a very smart remark that they're making in this show of like i want this thing and i don't feel dignified about (laughs) it He's making me a real dummy, but I can't stop. I can't help loving that man. <laughs> He's so terrible. <laughs> so awful. It makes me want him.
0: Which is a real problem. Yeah. Which is a real problem when the brain and the heart don't talk to each other. The solution, as Snoopy said, though. Dog germs. Big old smooch.
2: Yeah. Or, it, or start a band.
0: <laughs> or start a band. She goes back. She smooches uh, Schroeder. Uh, and then we finally get like the punchline to a seven year joke where she, where he's like, girl germs, yuck, get some disinfectant, get some iodine. Blah. Yeah. And Lucy's just like, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Can't
1: stop loving that man. I can't. So, great. And then she, she storms out and says, look out, everybody. I'm gonna be crabby for the rest of the
2: day.
0: Is that what you want tattooed on you? I just you want that. I, so just bad.
2: anytime you open your front door. I just <laughs> wish uh-huh. that I could have. You said you have a button with that. Like I, do. I just want that on in a can that I can blast in front of. Yeah.
0: Them. Well, they're making so many things in cans these days. Yeah. If I can uh, get
2: an aerosol can that warns people. <laughs> It's called an air horn. Yeah. (laughs) Go away.
0: This leads to uh, one of my theories about this universe where when the Peanuts characters aren't actively engaging in something, what they do is they just walk in circles around the neighborhood uh, until they run into somebody else who's walking in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then a conversation begins. Mm -hmm. Lucy and Sally are strolling in one direction. uh, And Lucy's like, everything's terrible. I can't get Schroeder to like me. Peppermint Patty shows up. She is introduced by Lucy as like, well, good news. Mm-hmm. This is, Pepper and Pei is going to fix everything. She can always fix things. Yeah. As we know from You're in Love, Charlie Brown, that is a fallacy. Yeah. She literally helped, was trying to help Charlie Brown and Lucy with their separate love problems mm-hmm. and screwed it up entirely.
1: Yeah. Set them up with each other, yes. which is the opposite
0: of what you do. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all been forgotten. That's all in the past. No. Mm-hmm. And 15 minutes, and this is not, I know I play with time fast and loose, 45 minutes of nothing. 15 minutes into the episode is when our plot kicks in.
2: Inciting incident, it's time. <laughs> I think we've earned it. <laughs> Wait,
0: all right. Have we re- I can see that, I wonder if like in the meetings, like around the table, they were like, have we set up enough that Lucy likes Schroeder?
2: Can we tell that he plays piano?
0: <laughs> maybe how much more piano? Maybe we can put text up on the screen explaining. Yeah. <laughs> because we could do that. Because yeah. we can put words up on the screen.
2: <laughs> we can have the technology now. <laughs> if there's one thing we learned.
0: From your good man, or not your, uh, from Boy Named Charlie Brown. Yeah. We can yeah. put words up on the screen. As when Schroeder defines love. Yeah. At one point, Lucy's like, do you even know what love means? And he gives the dictionary noun, definition.
1: Love, noun. Yes. A strong affection towards another breathing thing. I don't know. Love,
0: a noun to be fond of. A strong affection for or attachment or devotion to a person or persons. And Lucy responds, he's great on paper. Which he isn't. He's not great in any capacity. <laughs> the worst. The worst. But we we slam into the actual plot of this. Pepper and Patty is like, hey, zim, bam, boom, don't worry. Lucille, I got this. Oh, the more? And talking again, my favorite. My favorite is when uh, she lays on the slang. She's yeah. the best. She is the best. Which one of you we were talking about her outfit?
2: Yeah. She's yeah. got the the um The like, soccer shirt. The soccer shirt. It's and then like basketball, basketball shorts. And the, matching the, sandals. The Flip flops and the, she's just amazing. Yeah. She's the only person, I think, in the Charlie Brown universe that's happy with herself. And so she doesn't have to project, her and Snoopy. project problems onto others. Yeah. Yeah. But Snoopy wants love, I think, even a little bit more than
0: Peppermint Patty does. She just don't care. Yeah. And she's just, and because she's got herself figured out, she's here to fix everything else. Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, guess what? I'm in charge of the PTA meeting?
2: Huh? It's supposed to be a benefit.
0: Oh, yeah. Which later doesn't
2: make sense.
1: Oh, anything. P stands for peppermint. That's, <laughs> I might not that out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: which is a PTA benefit. She's going to get the band. She needs, uh, she needs, music. yeah, she needs music
0: yeah. for the PTA meeting. That is. This afternoon. Yeah. Cause
1: PTA meetings are hopping. I yeah.
0: <laughs> so she's like, yeah, go get Schroeder. I need some music for this hot PTA meeting that I'm throwing. It's yeah. going to be off the chain. It's going to be
1: a whole sock hop. Yeah. It's going to
0: be incredible. Cause if there's, one, <laughs> if there's one group of people who know how a party, it's our parents. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and so Lucy's just like, this is the greatest news I've ever heard. My, this, he's going to love me. And she runs and tells Schroeder in, the most oblique, like, if a person did a thing for a person that was a favor for a person.
2: Well, you can't be, like, it's not admitting that you're guilty if it's all in hypothetical. I think she's trying to avoid arrest or something. <laughs> she's playing it real cool. If I were to have stolen the money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Schroeder, who apparently doesn't know that there are other pronouns, yeah. uh, is like, Oh, I think he would be a good person. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, never mind, <laughs> <laughs> She goes ahead anyway. She's like, you're going to play at the PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, that's great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I better practice. And then goes back to playing the same goddamn Beethoven he has been playing for the last goddamn 15 minutes.
1: That's probably his response to everything. Yeah. He's like, hey, Schro- Schroeder, we're having burgers for dinner. Great. I better practice piano. <laughs>
0: Lucy runs around because uh in this universe when anything good happens, you have to act like an idiot and jump around into because that triggers everyone else to go why the fuck are you so happy it's this this constant push pull
1: yeah, you have to yeah. be the tall nail that gets hammered <laughs> down
0: <laughs> and Charlie Brown says my favorite thing, which I wish I had on a button and it is a common rejoinder for him in the strip uh she runs past him is like ah, Schroeder said thank, thank you." you. And Charlie Brown's like, somehow I never quite know what's going on, Mm -hmm. which is especially true in this episode as he is like, he has this air of confusion. Like I'm in the title. Yeah. Like I could even see him like looking at his script, like Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown. Wait a minute, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: we, we've talked before about how, like, you know, as a kid, we related to Charlie Brown because he was, like, kind of down on himself. And now we, we're adults and we go, oh, he's uh, he's a loser. He did this to himself most of the time. But this is as relatable as Charlie Brown has ever been for
0: me. <laughs> yeah, because he's just kind of another one of the guys. Yeah. He doesn't really exhibit any incompetence.
1: But he's, like... He's confused about the plot that is going on around him. Sure, get in
0: line, Charlie Brown.
1: And, and Lucy's, like, <laughs> trying to, like, bounce things off him, and he can't get a word in wise, and can't penetrate her delusion. It's like, yeah, Charlie Brown, me too. I can't penetrate
0: Lucy's delusion either. And then it's time for Peppermint Patty to be doing another loop around the town. Yes. While Lucy is walking in the, in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reiterate the plot for the 90th time, which is Schroeder's going to play at the PTA meeting. Mm-hmm. And Peppermint Patty is like, oh, hey, I forgot this one thing. No Beethoven. It's got to be rocking. Yeah. Tell him to jazz it up.
2: Get some rock in there.
0: Which leads me to believe, like, once and for all, that Peppermint Patty does not care no. about the lumps. And she's just like, this is more just like. She's just imagining she's maybe, like, the host of her own variety show or something. Or maybe this is, like, a stream that she's doing or a podcast. Like, <laughs> maybe she imagines herself being, like, this is her prairie home companion.
2: To, to me, it seems like, like, at least in my fantasy, Peppermint Patty is running the world by pretending that the grown-ups are telling her what they want. Like, she sets up a meeting <gasps> oh. and she's like, well, they all voted that I'm king now. Right. They all voted free ice cream for Peppermint Patty.
0: And so she relays this information 92 different times. Uh, first to Charlie Brown and Snoopy and Pigpen who are doing their lap around the town <laughs> waiting for anything to happen. At which point Charlie Brown, at which point the animators and the creators of the special were like, not only are we not beholden to the canon of the strip. We are not beholden to the canon of the specials that we have set up. Mm -hmm. It is an all-skate, ladies and gentlemen. Anybody can say any fucking stupid thing at any point, and we all have to accept that it's true. (laughs) Yeah. At which point, Charlie Brown says, well, we could put that combo we had back together. No,
1: he said it weird. How did he say it? Hey, maybe we can get that combo together we had once before. Because that's how humans talk. (laughs) Let's
0: do it. The whole thing has failed the Turing test. Yeah. And Lucy takes the role of the audience and is like, the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) We spend all of our time to The closest I got, because we were talking about this, is Charlie Brown referring to the band that played... At the Christmas no, show? No,
1: because he didn't play guitar. Nobody nobody played the instruments. No, because no, cause in the Christmas special, Snoopy played the bass. Pigpen played the stand-up bass, because they had two basses. And Charlie Brown didn't play shit. Right. But in this combo, Charlie Brown is on a guitar that matches his shirt. Like a Les Paul-shaped thing. A nice guitar, I would yeah, assume. Yeah, I, I want that guitar. It's I kind of really wish it did. had the
0: uh, the, criss- criss- the the up and down lines on it.
1: I'm sure that's a custom job somebody could get. I would yeah. get that guitar in a heartbeat. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, Pigpen's on the drums. And he sets up the drums in the middle of a grass field. And p- kudos to him for that. Known
0: for their acoustics. Yep. N- dirt and sod. Yeah,
1: really just it fixes that <laughs> kick drum down so it doesn't scooch away from you. Yeah. And Yeah, and Snoopy on stand-up bass. And, and they sound... F- Fine without Schroeder is the other
0: kicker. Again, the, the music in this episode, with the exception of all that stupid Beethoven, which I can take or leave. But like the quote unquote, usually in this era, when grown up entertainment creators are like, oh, we need to make stuff that sounds like the kids music. It kind of ends up sounding like. When like the fake Beatles were on the Flintstones or like the banana splits or, or the, Josie and the Pussycats. Like oh. it doesn't quite scan.
1: You know, the the dance from the future from Design for Dreaming. The sort of <laughs> it's just a bunch of drums and like kind of punching. Yes. Yeah. Like that. nobody dances. Nobody's ever danced like that. and Nobody will.
0: The music that is supposed to sound hip and with it in this episode sounds hip and with it. Yeah. Um. And they, I, I made the note, do- they sound not unlike the Velvet Underground, except with less feedback. Yeah. They sound Fine. Yeah. Like, any fool could just listen to them and go like, oh, just play the PTA meeting. Yeah. Problem solved. Schroeder is doing his lap around the town, waiting to just walk He's on his beat. Yeah, he's just walking a beat. Just in case we had not been uh, sold what's happening for the rest of the episode, (laughs) Lucy, again, is like, hey, here's that. Like, at this point, this would be a great place for unison talking, where everybody's like- Peppermint Patty said, you can't play Beethoven, instead you have to play rock and roll. Yeah. Which Schroeder takes like, Schroeder, we need you to drink this glass of pee. Yeah. Like, he's just like, rock and roll, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I've got rock
0: germs, get hot water. (laughs) I've got the rock and pneumonia and the boogie woogie flu. Get some
1: disinfectant.
0: Schroeder has no problem playing things that aren't Beethoven, by the way.
1: As demonstrated in the Christmas special. In the Christmas
0: special, he plays jazzy little numbers. He can play jingle bells 92 different guys. He apparently ladies. owns an Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at least a MIDI. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I don't think MIDIs were a thing in the. No, MIDIs were.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean they were like they were the size of Univac, probably.
1: Yeah, it was a whole a and they whole had
0: garage. those. those uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I continue to act things out in front of the microphone. Those cords, <laughs> like an old timey telephone booth, like, like the, yeah. the, the old Mogs. Yeah, Shorter's like no, 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 because even at the beginning when they were like, "Hey, do are you going to make money?" He's like, "I don't care about money, art, 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 art." So we know that he is an insufferable artist who will not pivot one iota away from his single-minded pursuit of playing the same beethoven song for hours he'll find an
2: audience one day surely (laughs) yeah there's somebody for that but and then uh they eventually convince him because they use they do unison talking
0: oh they do unison talking and for baseball like charlie brown is like you gotta do this schroeder for the team yeah because because Charlie Brown, I guess, is just always, there's a part of his brain that's always thinking about baseball. Yeah. You can't let your manager down. And then this is the one Charlie Brown, like, this is the one sort of real on-brand Charlie Brown thing he says in the episode, which is, we have to show everybody that we are good at something. Yeah. We have to, we gotta, you've been with us this whole time, you, Schroeder. You gotta get the band back together. We're, <laughs> our combo. Yeah. Uh, there's a, oh, by the way, this is now where we get into a lot of talk about selling out. Yeah, uh, because they guilt Schroeder and he's like, fine, fine. I'll play the devil's music. Lucy
2: arranges it, which I think is another skill she has. She doesn't capitalize on em- enough. She, she just does pull sheet on. music
0: out of fucking nowhere. Yeah,
2: Here's mm-hmm. the music. I've got it figured out. But like, why do you need a man if you've got so many great skills, Lucy? Just get, you know, focus on you.
0: Yeah. Every- and by the way, again, we can't stress this enough. The combo sounds great. Okay. This is-
2: With or without Schroeder. So this yeah.
0: is one of the only times that Charlie Brown shows core competence, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. He's Except, a fine he's, guitar
0: player. He's, yeah, it's just, hey, look, he's just bashing out chords, but it's like no better or worse than anything you'd hear on like a garage rock, you know, compilation of that era. Mm-hmm. It's fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Schroeder grudgingly sits down at his piano, plays again, like, I can't believe I have to play rock music. Then they play something that sounds unlike rock music as we know it. Mm -hmm. This is, and I know I I invoke them all the time because like Charlie Brown and baseball, there's always a part of my brain that's thinking about Bell and Sebastian. Yeah. And this, we can drop a little of this in, right? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Wasn't that great? Uh, (laughs) And it sounds right nice. Yeah.
1: It does, yeah.
0: Like, I want the full soundtrack of this As long as it's not the Beethoven part, like I'll just listen to the rock side. It's
1: gonna, it's gonna also include the Beethoven part. Yeah, well, I'll just, I'll skip that.
0: I'll leave that out of my Spotify playlist. That's the B side. And Schroeder, Schroeder is able to get out like three bars of music before he's just like, easy, yeah. yeah." Before he's just like, you can actually see like, like veins in his brain snapping. Mm -hmm. He's just like, I can't make my hands play this devil's music. He's, I. I no. hate Schroeder so much. I know. And I feel like it's the, it's like the, I see like the theater dork that I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, I will only do Chekhov and I will only trod the boards and write for the theater yeah. and yeah. everything else is just selling out. And Schroeder like has this, he just has this meltdown and says, I've sold out.
2: Yeah. He goes home to his bust of Beethoven.
0: <laughs> Which, I, in my head, canon talks to him. Oh, big Like, oh, I'm like sure. the son of Sam does. He
2: kneels before it every
0: night. <laughs> tell me, oh, tell Beethoven. Me a sign. Give me guidance, please, in my time of need. So, Schroeder kneels before his bust of Beethoven yeah. in a way that you almost expect Beethoven to be like, Schroeder.
2: You promised me
0: You promised me think you of would, your integrity. You would never sell out. You, you
2: promised. promised. If I meet lumped everyone in the town <laughs> oh, you no. would be a pure musician. I have a <laughs> lot of opinions about this canon, I'm no, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, that's great. This is great.
2: <laughs> Will it all be for naught? Schroeder you sell
0: out. Schroeder willed the lumpening into existence to get the power to play piano?
2: hmm Oh, big time, right? Or he made a promise to someone before they meet Lumped that he would never sell out, and now yes, he, he feels like he has to. Yeah, like
1: right as that. their mouth was closing up for the last
2: time, like. Please, And they they were like, Schroeder, don't worry. Ever, we'll love you no matter what. But he interpreted it as, "Shorter, don't you ever play rock and roll music.
0: <laughs> Got it. Loud and clear. Don't play rock and roll. He talks about selling out. You were both professional musicians. Mm-hmm. Have there been points in your careers where you have just sort of looked to the camera that isn't there and been like, well, this is it. I have sold out.
2: I mm-hmm. I feel like selling out or or um... i don't think it's a
1: binary state is the thing i don't yeah. think it's a switch that you flip and then you yeah. can never unflip.
0: Sh- schroeder treats it as such yeah. and that's a very young person attitude towards art versus commerce
1: yeah well i mean it also sort of lucy's sort of transactional like well if i skitch skitch with my uh yeah. with my feather duster then and give him a smooch you know like there's something very sort of
2: if A, then B in yeah. the Peanuts universe, generally. Yeah, I, I feel like I relate to his concern because it's not like he's selling out because he's getting money and then going to play rock and roll music. It's more like, well, I get this gig if I do this thing or people say that it would be better if I did this kind of music. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've been there where I'm like, well, if I write a song about this thing, people will like it. And then afterwards, I'm like, that was terrible. I can't, <laughs> I feel bad yeah. that I did this. But or on the other hand, where I if I get a lot of money to do something, like to write... A theme song for uh, a board game or like a commercial for something that i don't necessarily believe in i'm usually like well i got a lot of money so yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's <laughs> the thing that's the thing that comes with adulthood where it's just sort of like well i don't necessarily love this thing but with the money that i will make off of this i can do the thing that i love which you are both perfect examples of
2: yeah i i think the caving uh because of External feedback makes you feel worse, and I think if he's perceives himself as like, well, nobody likes Beethoven, so to be to play my piano, I have to play rock and roll. But I didn't even want to play rock and roll. I feel like I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, totally.
0: And by the way, you mentioned not getting paid. He is getting paid in exposure. The most dreaded thing. Like yeah. I would, I would be if exposure I were- means a different <gasps> thing in Meat Love Town. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <laughs> exposed to the law. No, but they're like, so not only are they asking him to compromise his his principles as hog-headed as they might be. Yeah. But then it's just like for nothing. For not just to play in front of people. But
2: well, it tends to not let his friends down. Well, let me t- it begs the question, question what else is there to do? What else could he do with his time? Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, I think we all know the answer to that which is <laughs> to, practice, to practice some goddamn Beethoven <laughs> for 400,000 intermittently interrupted by a girl or a dog leaning on your piano and mm-hmm. then right his bullet journal must be very simple.
2: Yeah. I want him to. I can't can we imagine make that it? sample spread. <laughs> it's just a single sheet. It's sta- stapled to his wall that says "Practice Beethoven." Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think he wants to get accomplishments. <laughs> he's he's got, he got a Beethoven yeah, tracker. Yeah, he's got like yeah, checking off every every hour yeah. that he would played pe- Beethoven. 365 days of Beethoven. I'm, Challenge. I'm, I'm also interested in the canon of like everyone else. I've sold out. Like who else has he seen sell out? What well, he got so mad at them, and now he feels like a hypocrite. And by what standard, like. Yeah, He has no sort of colleagues. He has no community of peers.
0: So here's so here's the theory. Their combo, it was led by Schroeder. It was kind of like a that thing you do situation. And mm-hmm. Schroeder was like, I'm the classicist. We are going to play Beethoven with electric guitar, <laughs> upright bass and drums. Yeah. And, and then everybody else in the band was like, Schroeder, there's a hot new sound. Yeah. We got to, you know, we want to get booked at places and uh, Beethoven's just not cutting it anymore. Yeah. And that's. And that's when the group fell to pieces.
2: Right. They, they had this really successful gig. And right as they struck the last note and everyone would have applauded, the incident happened. And Schroeder blames himself to this day for selling out. Oh, no. <laughs> he sold out all the adults in his town. And then his, his mother looks into his eyes and she starts to say something. Which he perceives as this is your fault because you sold out. Promise me you'll never do this. Yeah, again.
1: she starts to say save yourself, but he hears, Sarah. "Don't
0: sell out." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! This is well, well. Congratulations, you two. You've made me like Schroeder. Yeah. Like I, I kind of, I, I feel like if this is the setup, if he feels like playing rock and roll music triggered the incident that turned all of the parents into lumps and made them non-aging children with giant heads. Then I guess I can see why he's a bit of a drip. If
2: I play rock, I'll never forgive myself.
0: And this is exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, we throw to backstage at the, we are, we are charging towards the finale, <laughs> the grand finale, the grand denouement of this episode. <laughs> uh, where, uh, Snoopy, they're all warming up. There's a weird bit of behavior on Snoopy's part where he's tuning his bass and then looks to the camera like he's embarrassed. Yeah, like he just played a so- I think your phrase Angela was he played like a saucy note.
2: Yeah, that was weird. It was a weird moment. <laughs> like, was- oh, you saw that.
0: Did you? <laughs> oh, no, I now You know, I tune up. <laughs> 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 and uh, Peppermint Patty is uh, corralling everybody and everybody's getting ready and Schroeder shows up. And they're like, all right, this is gonna be great. We're there's gonna be some talking. Which I assume is Peppermint Patty maybe doing like whatever her version of uh, a Prairie Home companion monologue is. Oh, sure.
2: Maybe. It's been a.
1: I'm imagining like a parks and rec style town hall, but instead of like people like saying like, we should have 64 ounce soda cups, it's just.
0: Yeah. Or that's the Walla in the background while Patty, Peppermint Patty talks about whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna knock down the school and put in a baseball field.
1: All in favor say Womp. in in. <laughs>
0: Uh And then Schroeder shows up and is like, "Hey everyone, I for a split second I thought I was going to be a good person, but as it turns out, I'm a dick."
1: Ding ding! I have an announcement to make. I'm an asshole.
0: <laughs> we we knew that already, Schroeder. And he's just like, "I can't, I can't do it. I can't sell out like everyone else." Yeah. Triggering the fucking apocalypse yep. with your devile music. Yep. And I it can't be stressed enough. They sound fine without him.
2: Yeah, they do not need him.
0: Yeah, I and I can't imagine the meat lumps being like, "Where the piano? <laughs>
2: Where the where's somebody tipping their ivies?" I and mean, none of them are soloing; they're all playing chords. Yeah. Like, yeah, so it doesn't matter who's there. Yeah, who else in town
1: knows an instrument? <laughs> it doesn't. It's all fine. I mean, Frida, is, what can you play?
0: My naturally, naturally curly, curly hair. Hair. <laughs> And really, it's Charlie. This could be Charlie Brown's chance to shine. Yeah. And he just doesn't take it. Typical rhythm guitarist. Yeah.
1: Though you have to picture the Charlie Brown special where it's like, take a solo, Charlie Brown. And Charlie Brown, like, practices, like, pentatonic scale and then goes into solo and just, like, all the strings on his guitar, on his guitar break and his pants fall down and, like, which big old, ah,
2: moment. That's relatable to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used to take drum lessons. Um and at one point my teacher was like, and now just play whatever you want and I literally started crying and ran out of the building and have and and stopped taking drum lessons. I was like, I don't want to improvise, just give me some fucking sheet music. So I would be Charlie Brown in that
0: situation. Um That is a better ending than what we get <laughs> <laughs> which is no ending at all. Yeah. Uh basically is sort of like, turns out I'm a dick, <laughs> deuces I'm out. Yeah. Uh Charlie Brown, P- uh, Pigpen, and Snoopy are all like, well, back to walking around the town until we encounter another plot. Yeah. Uh, and Peppermint and Patty's like, what the fuck am I gonna do now? Well, I'll tell you what's gonna happen. <laughs> We're gonna watch two little kids huff glue. <laughs> Lucy runs off to her giant box of cans of things. Yeah. I guess in 1971, a lot of, is that when aerosol cheese was invented? Like, oh, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to think, like, what
1: what was in the zeitgeist that-
0: That Charles M. Schultz was like, cans, Too many things cans, in cans, these cans, days. cans. Too many things in cans. <laughs> I'll show him. I'll show them all. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, and so she pulls out two cans, one filled with PTA meeting.
2: Well, and here, this is fascinating because this is adults speaking in adult language and you can understand what they're saying. So like, when was this can recorded? That's a
0: very good point. <laughs> How? Oh, was this can recorded? That also, a great
1: <laughs> question. What if it's sort of like uh, like an Ursula taking Ariel's voice kind of situation? Oh, yeah, God. and that's why everybody talks in trombone. Is it's all in these cans now? Oh,
0: God, yeah, and, they stole all the voices. Well, they and, stole all their parents' voices.
2: And this is why. And Lucy they just kind of
1: soothingly spray them at these PTA meetings, like here.
2: Yeah, and this is why Lucy is still focused on the future because she has all of the voices of like advice from parents and like what the world is supposed to be like, and nobody else does. So like nobody else is existing in a world where they think that there's a future where they have to be monetarily prepared and married. Right.
1: She's the little old lady from the Matrix. Yeah. She, you know, I, I was like, thinking about
0: uh, in the Superman movies when he goes to the Fortress of Solitude and drops one of those crystals yeah. in the crystal reader. And it's like, hey, it's me, Marlon Brando, again. Definitely don't go out with Lois Lane. It will be weird, you know, or whatever.
2: Yeah. Get a feather duster. They love
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Marlon, are you sure? I spent a lot of time on an island. Forgive me. It's weird. <laughs> Give him a smooch. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, she's got a can of PTA meeting, so we all know what adult voices sound like. And then she's got a can of entertainment.
1: Yeah. I'm going to put that audio in here somewhere because it's just too weird to even describe. Like PTA programs also come in spray cans. Entertain the
2: motion to dispense for the minutes of the last meeting. Now, here's
0: the entertainment. Yeah, I kind of want it for my ringtone. Yeah like just that weird just sort of like aerosol sound of human voices and then an aerosol sound of like the lord like it, She put, it's like a can and, of Lawrence Welk show and
1: i <laughs> wish there was a way to convey to a listening audience the the visual representation that was happening where <laughs> uh, lucy had this armful of aerosol cans and peppermint patty was standing right there and lucy's like hold on girl i got this and is spraying it like directly in front of peppermint patty's face yeah just, like, right under her nose. Like, here, just stand here while I give you a sustained blast of aerosol right to the face.
0: And then she, weirdly enough, she hears voices. And P.S., if you spend enough time inhaling aerosol fumes, you will also hear voices.
1: Yeah, but we don't recommend, don't try this at home.
0: No, do not try this at home. Um, I wonder. That is if, our
1: first Peanuts Gallery legal disclaimer. Yes, legal
0: disclaimer. Please do not huff accelerants. In the hope of hearing the Lawrence Welk show, you or shouldn't a PTA need us meeting. to tell you that, but no. we're going to
1: tell you yeah. we're not telling <laughs> For you. For the that.
0: no children listening to this show, <laughs> that's
2: a good safety warning.
0: Sunday, <laughs> even writing it down, make a note. Sunday
2: in the future, somebody will be listening to this podcast on an aerosol can.
1: <laughs> the most, the <laughs> most can calorie can in a can?
0: <laughs> oh, that's it. Well, that's there's our merch. That's our product. Yeah, that's our product. <laughs> <laughs> and then we throw back to a stupid Schroeder. Stupid, heartbroken, not sellout, dickhead Schroeder (laughs) playing some Beethoven. Lucy comes in and does two jokes that could be anywhere. I have this theory that if you were to cut this episode up into two-minute blocks and put it on shuffle somehow. It's like
1: the fingertips of peanut specials. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no structure. The ending of the episode could just as easily be the beginning. Yeah. Uh, where Lucy is just like, "How about now? Do you like me now?" And it's like, "No, I still I don't like you."
1: You have to imagine that each of these scenes was written on like a big old index card on a cork board in some writing room. Yeah. And they changed the order of these cards so many times.
0: Yeah. I think they just,
1: it just
2: dropped. Them. Just like, didn't I, either, I don't yeah. think they cared enough. They they, they ran out just out they of...
1: ran out of space on the board and they were like, "We'll put the other ones in." Someday. No,
0: yes. Um and Lucy decides she's gonna get it. (laughs) It's just like well this everything has gone just butts for me this entire episode. I gotta get in a really good dig. Yeah. And something that by the way, a joke that kids are gonna love.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hilarious for
0: everyone. Hilarious for everyone. Throughout time. She says
2: Beethoven never would have made it in Nashville. Why not? Why wouldn't Beethoven have ever made it in Nashville? Because Nashville had not been established when Beethoven was alive. Uh, no, okay, huh?
0: Yeah, that's good. And he doesn't have that Nashville sound. What? That too. That Nashville. The, he's not. He's just. Look, say what you will. He's no Porter Wagner. Yeah. He's the, no Nudie suit. He's not even Graham Parker. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that Nashville sound at all. And another thing, Schroeder, who's walking away. He
1: probably wouldn't have made it in New Orleans either. Yeah. He wouldn't have made it in the Olympics. He wouldn't. What is <laughs>
2: Well, thats I think that's Schroeder's whole, like, thing throughout the, just, like, literary analysis-wise, like, he's not living by Lucy's metrics of success. And that's what that kind of ties together. But also, he's an asshole. Yeah.
1: You gotta and imagine he talks to his, too. <laughs> he gotta, he's got he gotta talk to his bust of Beethoven, like the mom from Psycho, you know, like.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: It's okay, Beethoven. She didn't mean the things she said. She doesn't know you like I know you, Beethoven. <laughs>
0: He, he, he storms away. She's like, I won. And then pulls out a little tiny radio. It plays some go, go, wah, wah music. And that's it. Yep. That's the end of the episode. And they roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. Roll credits. And she just sits there and nods her head to music. And we meet everybody who blandished it. And that is it. Yep. Yep. I loved it.
1: It's yeah. Right. <laughs> I like I like I like peanut specials, you don't have to think about
0: it. <laughs> uh and yet so much food for thought here. Yeah. Uh I if if they are going to be incoherent, mm-hmm. then at least be weird. Yeah. And this episode is very weird. It's wonderful.
1: And it was no like Because I was thinking about, like, sort of the standard archetypes in a peanut special is there's usually Charlie Brown, who is, like, the down on themselves incompetent person who can't solve their own problems, even though the solution's right in front of them. And it's just communication, pretty much always. And then there's the friend who can't get the word in edgewise, and then there's the Chaos Muppet. And all of those cards were switched all around. Yeah. In this, like, you know, Peppermint Patty was the Lucy, and Lucy was the Charlie Brown, and Charlie Brown was the Linus, and I am my own grandpa. It was... (laughs) Just all over the place. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: It's super enjoyable. It's, it's as if they gave themselves kind of permission to breathe after the movie did so well.
1: And they kind of, it seems like they went, you know what? None of these specials have to connect to any of these other specials. Let's just kind of let, it's an all skate.
0: Like yeah. you said. There's, there's no, there's no concept or care for canon. Do you know what I mean? Like we talk about it a lot on yeah. the show. And yeah. I think as nerds and nerd adjacents, we often talk like, oh, what's the canon of the show? What's the canon of this comic book? I feel like this is a thing that people only started caring about 10 years ago.
1: Once we had the whole, re- like, you know, the whole archive at our fingertips.
0: Yes. Yeah. But this was, they made these specials to be shown once or twice on TV. Like the holiday ones, obviously, year in and year out. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they made this and they were like, it's like a comic strip.
1: And they certainly didn't intend for people to crash through all of them within the span of a couple years. Yeah. As we are doing.
0: <laughs> what if they did? What if they were like, okay, let's, let's, let's keep throwing them off the track.
2: Listen, Bill Melendez, I'm from the future. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, <laughs> somebody will make an aerosol can about our specials. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about what we learned? Well, I, let's, uh, I oh. was
1: trying to figure out, like, what is, what is this an exploration of? Is it, does it, did we, did anybody learn anything? Did we deepen our understanding of any relationship? Like, was any progress made?
0: Nope. Status quo. Yeah. Like, like, like this concentric circles that our characters are doomed to walk around this hellscape, mm-hmm. it starts exactly where it ended. Yeah. Lucy, it's not like Lucy walks away being like, oh, you know what? Schroeder doesn't like me, and I should do my own thing.
1: No, I think she goes, I can listen to other music, but that doesn't, her interest in Schroeder does not wane. She's just like, I can break into Schroeder's house and then not listen
0: to Schroeder. <laughs> The dream. That's yeah. every woman's dream, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody nobody learns a goddamn thing, except yeah. we learn that Charlie Brown's an okay rhythm guitarist.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't count on men. That's what I learned. Sure. Like even if you set them up for All success. men? Yeah, like all of them. And, and all, Rubs, rocks. <laughs> all rocks. All rocks. <laughs> the, the Easter Bunny? The sky, the ground, everyone.
0: <laughs> Those are wait, the ground is men? Uh I think so. Oh how I wish <laughs> <St>. Angela. <laughs> do and do you have
2: patriarchy? I mean the ground is green but in this situation. <laughs> society that Anyway,
0: <laughs> I like how you said that under your breath as if that's not the of, subtext of everything you ever say <laughs>
2: you said that under your
1: breath but in front of a microphone in front of a live microphone just, the
2: thing, is, just been terrible all of them all of them? no, I,
1: <laughs> no. This, and I, I think <laughs> the lesson I learned is
2: that Peppermint Patty should just run shit always, yeah I mean it doesn't go great but at least it's better than what it would be she's just got ground. a much
1: healthier way of dealing with sort
2: of Scheduling conflicts and things.
1: Yeah. She doesn't rule by force. She just rules by, well, them's the rules.
0: I'm trying to think of the circumstances that I would show this episode to somebody. And the only thing I can come up with is if somebody were to say, Peanuts is like normcore. Not that that's a phrase anybody uses anymore. But when they think of like, oh, it's Peanuts. It's like from the MetLife commercials and from birthday cards yeah. And like things in like t-shirts and the, Macy's and, st- parade. and the Macy's Parade and stuff like that. It's just sort of like vanilla nothing entertainment. Mm-hmm. I would show this to them to be like, no, it's really weird. Like this is the first out of all of these episodes that it'd be like. There's like a weird like this
1: hole goes pretty deep.
0: It's a weird, like David Lynch, even without our uh meat lump theory nonsense. Like if
1: you just Which does enrich it, I have to say. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely 100%. people in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and everyone agrees. Yeah. That's uh, coast to coast and pole to pole. People can't get enough of those lumps. <makes noise> um so I would at least be like, no, it's not like it's not like care bears. It's not like yeah. like 1980s, like just strawberry shortcake. They or don't talk about women's lib and strawberry shortcake. They sure don't. Nope. Uh Nor do they have cans of things and nor do things pop up. Like, it has a very, it's dated as all get out. And yet has a very modern, weird, anything can happen. Like, I wouldn't say it's like, oh, it's like Steven Universe or Adventure Time or something like that. But it's still, it's odd. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and there are certainly, like, there are other IPs that have been around for as long as the Peanuts. Maybe, you know, if not longer like doctor who has been going for 50 years now uh and they've kind of run into the circle where like they're letting everything catch up with this dude and so he's like well i'm a thousand years old and i've killed a bunch of people and i feel bad about that and i feel like the peanuts universe is a good exercise in like you can live that long you can have characters go for that long and still have curveballs you know they they're not these absolutes and you can experiment, you know, and you can discard things that aren't, don't make any fucking
2: sense.
0: These were well, we and we said this briefly before. These were made to be somewhat disposable. Like Charles Schultz wrote 365 goddamn strips a year, mm-hmm. and I mean, yes, they got put into books and stuff. But I think it was just sort of like I wrote it, it's done, and I got to make another thing tomorrow. Yeah, and you get that sense with these with the special. It's just like we did it, it's out. It's like a very long Sunday strip.
1: Well, and it's nice because then you are under no obligation to set aside space in your brain for it. Yeah. You know, if you enjoy it, then you can keep it. And if not, well, there's another yeah, 50 the, years worth of peanuts for you to pick through until you like something. Yeah.
0: It makes me very hopeful because I got to say at the end of last season, watching the 1960s episodes, which get just sort of like drier and drier. There
1: are some lovely ones in there, but there is yeah. some dreck.
0: Yeah, it's true. But it's, but it's, yeah. But even like, even the dreck, it's. It's offensive because of its flatness. Yeah. Like, there's just, there's no life. There's no spark. Yeah. This at least has some weird something going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't answer your questions, but it grabs you enough that you go, well, how did, but is that, hm.
0: Yeah, and of course, in this universe, the characters never resolve themselves no. because they're immortal and they keep going on and on and on. Yeah. And if Lucy was like, well, Schroeder could just go fuck himself in a hole. There
1: will be other boys. Yeah. No, there won't. There won't.
0: There's eight of you. What are you going to do, pig pen?
1: <laughs> You're going to pass each other on your beat every day. You can't
0: get away from each other. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. <laughs> uh Angela, closing thoughts? Anything that we did not get to? Oh, I thought it was amazing. I think there's, there's a lot
2: of reality to it. I think it's a Did it speak to you as a performer? It it spoke to me, I think as a performer and as a woman and it just like there's just a lot of Lucy's doing a lot of emotional labor in a relationship that doesn't sh- feed her back. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's wonderful. And I'm
1: sure you and I both have chased the musician without really any actual appraisal of their personality
0: or yeah. their musicianship. But yeah. just
1: because like, oh, well, musicians, right? Yeah. I could The idea a musician.
0: of a musician.
2: The idea of dating, marrying a musician. And I think that's examined from like the outside here. It's like, oh, musicians don't like it when you compliment their eyes. Like, what does that mean? What? <laughs> yeah. But I think it's it's great. I really enjoyed watching it. And I'm mad at everything. everything. Everything?
0: Everything. I'm Josh Kagan.
1: I'm Molly Lewis. I'm Angela Weber. And this has been Peanuts Gallery. Hooray. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Tweet them at us at, at peanuts Podcast.
0: You blockheads.
1: Hey, you blockheads. It's Molly. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the second season of Peanuts Gallery. We are very excited to be back. Another thing we are excited about, before I let you go, is we are proud to be the first podcast in the Waffle Media Network. Now, what is Waffle Media, you may ask? i tell you what, I don't really know. But, as one of the co-founders of the network, uh, I can tell you what I do know, which is that if you like shows like Peanuts Gallery, which is to say, friends having a good time and goofing and dissecting and ultimately destroying uh, their favorite properties from their youth, uh, then Waffle Media might have stuff you're interested in. Uh, find out either way at waffle.media. Yes, that is our website, <laughs> and yes, it exists. Uh, there's not a lot of stuff up there for now, but we're looking forward to making more stuff, and Peanuts Gallery is one of those stuff. The next episode of Peanuts Gallery will be oh, on June 16th, uh, and I laughed a little bit there because by saying it out loud, I am externalizing my editing deadline and will therefore hopefully remain more faithful to it. Uh, We will be focusing on You're Not Elected, Charlie Brown, which is available on the 1970s Collection, Volume 1, which Josh and I both have and recommend highly, uh, and that's available on Amazon. You can also watch You're Not Elected, Charlie Brown on YouTube for free. Um, (laughs) So bone up on your peanuts, and we will see you on June 16th.